Welcome to Tarati Mecha Nach Yomi with the OU Initiative. My name is Marcy Stern, and today we will be studying Sefer Hoshea Perak Tet. In Perak Tet, Hoshea is told to call out quickly to that to Bnei Yisrael that the enemy will swoop down on them, Kanesher al Beit Hashem, like an eagle. Sanach Yisrael Tov, Yisrael has forsaken Hashem, the ultimate good, and so Oyevir Defo, the enemy will chase them. He traces back to the advent of Malchus Yisrael and blames the kings and the nations for not consulting him as they assumed a leadership and chose to worship Egledan and Betel, products of human craftsmanship. They multiply the numbers of altars they have, ignoring Hashem. Hashem responds, I send my Nevim with multitudes of instructions to help them, but they look at my words as strange and foreign, as if they never ever heard them before. And so in the end, the Nesher will swoop down and Hashem will burn the cities and palaces of Yisrael and Yehuda. Periktet is a devastating description of the upcoming punishment of exile. The Navi begins, Al tismach Yisrael, El Gil Ka'amin. Do not rejoice, Yisrael, over things that normally other no- nations rejoice, weddings, other causes for happiness. Why? Ki zanit me'al Elohecha, for you have strayed from Hashem. And so you should be mourning from sadness, as B'nai Yisrael did after Chet Egel, and when they were rebuked for what they had did, done wrong. But rather, Ahavta etnan, I'll call granot dagan. You have chosen to be like a prostitute who loves to receive her payment in grain at the threshing floor. She goes from threshing floor to fleshing, threshing floor, the mobbing says, to be immoral so she can get more and more payments. So you go from nation to nation to find a place to get more food and luxuries. And so he continues with a series of negative results. Goren v'yekev, low year aim. The threshing floor and rhyme presses will not provide food for you. You refuse to acknowledge that I am the source of all your sustenance. You think the gods and the nations who you seek out will give them to you. So now I will cause the food to decay or the enemy will come and destroy the produce on the fields, Radak says. Lo yeshvu be'eretz Hashem. V'shav Yisrael Mitzrayim, you will not be allowed to remain in Eretz Yisrael, and you will be forced into Mitzrayim. They have defiled the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael, and so they will no longer be permitted to dwell there. The Redak says, Ein ha'aretz sovelets man rav ovdei akum. The land of Israel cannot abide for a long time the adultery, as the Pasuk says in Vayikra, that if you do Avodah you do these sins, the land will spit you out, throw you out. Pasuk Dalit, again, more negatives. Now turning to Yehuda, he says, don't pour the wine libations um, for me in the Beit HaMikdash. They're not pleasing to me. Your sacrifices will be like the bread of mourners, which is ritually impure because it is defiled, and tame, I should say, because the mourners become in contact with the dead, deceased. Lo yavo beit Hashem. 
Don't bring all these things to my house, he says. The Beit HaMikdash is not for you. It, you will be kicked out. The Navi continues, Ma ta'asu What will you do on this day that is designated for the enemy to come upon you? What will you do on this day that Hashem has declared a festival for the enemies to gather and to destroy the Beit HaMikdash? Radak explains. You will run to Mitzrayim out of hunger and hope to find refuge there. Although, Mitzrayim to Kapzeim, oh yeah, Mitzrayim, your enemy will take you in, but there you will die. There they will bury you. And what will they do? They will take your treasure houses of silver and gold and they will inherit them, right? Kimush Yirashem, Choach Ba'ohalehem. What will be left, your tents and your homes will be left to, to briar and thistle. They will be laid wet, uh, waste until they become overrun by the thorns. The day is coming, Pasuk Zion says, the Navi warns them. He wants to say it to them straight out. The day of, of retribution has come. You should know it. Hear it, feel it, it's there, it's impending, it's now. B'nai Israel have long insisted that the prophecies are false or have nothing to do with them. The Navi declares that these days of retribution are imminent. And as this day it comes, the nations will finally, the nation will finally acknowledge the Pasuk says that they were wrong about their Nevei Sheker. They will finally say about these false prophets, Evil Hanavi, he's a fool. Meshuga Isha Elohim. These false prophets are crazy. But Hashem's anger is not abated. Why? Because for so long, Navi Pachyakush al Koldrachav. You have planted traps for the Navi Emet to catch them and cause them to fail, Rashi says. There is a welcome pause in this harsh reality that's being described as Hashem, as if in a momentary reverie, describes his days with B'nai Yisrael at their inception as a nation in the desert. Pasuk Yud. Yisrael. I found Yisrael in the desert like grapes. Like a ripe fruit on the fig tree in its beginning. Ra'iti avotechem. I saw your forefathers like this. And Rashi and Radak explained, I saw your, your forefathers in the midbar like grapes that are so precious and so special. And I love them so much. When a person is in a midbar, in a, in, in, in a wasteland, and you find grapes, something so unique and special, like grapes and figs that are so lush, Hashem is so happy as the person is who finds them in such a place. And since I love them, was so happy to have been connected to them. Kilkal team, says so. And so I gave them everything they needed in the midbar. They had the mun and water, everything. It's almost like the angry father who thinks back for a moment to the beautiful relationship that he had in the past. As Rir says, he remembers how they followed him in the midbar. 
And so there's softness for a moment, but it suddenly returns. But But what did your forefathers do in the Midbar, even after all the good I did them for them? They were Kafui Tov and they went after the Baal Pa'or and they acted shamelessly in that whole story with the, of the daughters of Moab after the story of Balak. Znus, they did immorality, which connects us up to where we are. So too will you be punished, he says to B'nai Yisrael, to the Sersa uh, Shvatim now. So too will you be punished as were your forefathers. If I could punish them, who I had this unique relationship with in the Midbar, do you expect to escape the ineffable? Should you not do tshuva? The Navi brings two other flashbacks in time that do not evoke any love this time, but, that, but rather stoke Hashem's anger at the nations, since they are following the same vein as their forefathers. Pasuk Tet, they deepened their corruptions, just like in Giva, which brings forth the story of Pilegish Begiva at the time of the Shoftim. Just as they tolerated the story of Pilegish Begiva, as some of them were involved with the actual znus and immorality at the time of Pilegish Begiva, so too you are following in those steps and sinning. Pasuk Tetvav, Kol ra'atam bagilgal, kisham sneitim al ro'amalalehem. All your bad is based in Gilgal. And therefore I hate you for all the bad that you had done. Why Gilgal? Gilgal was where B'nai Yisrael had um, placed the Mishkan after the, um, they came into uh, Eretz Yisrael during the uh, seven years of Kibush and Chiluk of Eretz of the land during the time of Yoshua. And after the Kohanim of Baal, the, uh, the uh, Nevi'e Sheker, the false prophet said, ah, oh, this is a unique place for worship. It was a place for worship for those 14 years. You, Yisrael, continue. Bring your korbanos here. Make um, bamos here. So Kalra Asam Bilgal, Rashi says, refers to that and that they are continuing into now. The Redak says, why Gilgal? Because the nation gathered there at the time of Shmuel and demanded a king like all other nations turning away from seeing Hashem as the one and only direct ruler, right? So B'nai Yisrael are turning from Hashem. They're acting with Avodah Zarah. They're acting in, in turning away from the ultimate truth. And so Hashem's anger is stoked. The parak details horrifyingly the punishment that awaits the nation, the cutting off of their children. The Pasuk is so hard to even read. And I have to be honest, I left out one pasuk that really describes how their children will be cut off from conception. Pasuk Tetzayin, Hubka Ephraim Sharasham Yavesh, the root withered, they will not produce food. Pre lo balta asun. Gamki and even if they do give birth and have children, 
I will kill, I will slay the treasures of their wombs. Whether cutting them off because they do not deserve to have children, they act like zonot, and so thou they will not have children, or that they will die in the battle. Pasutetvav says it so horrifyingly again. Lo osif ahavatam, I will not continue to love them. They go and love the zona. Loves her the, her lover. She loves the uh, the other nations. I will not continue to love her until we have the final pasuk. The final pasuk pasuk yud zayin yim asem elokai. My Hashem will spurn them. Be disgusted with them. Ki lo shamula because they did not listen to him. Viu nidudim bagoyim. And they will wander amongst the nations, the ultimate exile. I must just end with one hopeful note. Rabbi Lezer Mibalgensi says on these last words, this last pasuk, who is speaking? It is the Navi beseeching Hashem in a tefillah. If you must forsake them, if you must be disgusted with them, so be it. I get it. Ki lo shamulo, because they haven't listened to Hashem. If viyu no dedim goyim, and if you must, yes, let them even go into galus, but don't destroy them. Hashem is telling us that he will send us into galus, but as long as we're in galus, we have the opportunity to do tshuva and return. And so, yes, you but beseeches Hashem, but don't destroy us. Thank you for studying together. Nishmas Rivka Schwab, Rivka Bas Alexander Sender.